Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and joining me, I have Caitlin and Steve. Hello. Hi, friends. So we don't have Brenda this week, but we are expecting Sharpie to join us in just a little bit. So you may hear him jump in at any time. And uh, oh my gosh, we are in for an epic evening. I am so excited. We're going to be talking about Universal Epic Universe. It's it's going to be so good. This park is going to be oh, epic. I, I don't want to <laughs> overuse that, but it's going to be I know. so cool and so innovative. And And just brushing up on some of this, I'm feeling so warm and fuzzy. It's It's nice. Yeah, they came out with a they came out with a video not too long ago. So it, it looks pretty amazing. So it opens in 2025. They haven't given an exact date in 2025. Um so I don't know exactly when yet. No, we don't know exactly when. Yeah, hopefully we get some more information soon because I think people are gonna be excited to to book and want to be there like right when it opens. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and we were discussing the pricing earlier, and Caitlin, you were saying how reasonable even opening week for the the hotel, not for the park, but for the hotel is going to be. Right. Yeah. So there's going to be two new, well, there's actually going to be three new hotels. Mm -hmm. Um, Two of them are going to be like the value level. Um, They're going to be, let's see, they're called kind of a tongue twister. Terra Luna Resort and Stella Nova. So they're going to be similar to how um, the surf side and dock side are, how they're like the endless summer, how they're kind of like sister resorts. It's going to be like that. So they're going to be kind of like sister resorts. Um, And they're the value level. And the Stella Nova was pricing a little bit lower like in the 140 to 150 range per night for that opening week. Um, and then Terra Luna was pricing like between the 160 and 180 per night for that opening week. I did notice, I just like priced out some other dates. I was just playing around with it a little later in March. It does go up, but that's um spring break time. What is opening date? So for Stella Nova, it's January 21st. And then for Terra Luna, it is February 25th. And this is of 2025. So they open about a month from one another. Okay. Yeah. And that's not yeah. Epic Universe opening. Those are the just those hotels as far as we know so far. The hotels will be ready right. before the, the new park is, but they're still going to allow people to stay there you get to experience it whole new resort mm-hmm. check out kind of what's going on and, and watch the progress but you can still stay there and go to the other three parks universal studios islands of adventure and volcano bay right and then the, the other hotel that is tbd we don't have an opening date on that probably close to when the park is going to open but that's the helios and that's going to be like the premier hotel that's like steps away from yeah, it's, Epic Universe Park. It's practically 
I mean, it is in the park and it's, it's right. Um, you think uh, like similar to maybe like a Disneyland Paris where that, yeah, that's what uh, I kind of picture. Yeah. Where the hotel step out of your hotel and you're in the park. It's like the turnstiles are underneath the hotel to get in. Yeah. Front door is right there. Public and back door is park type of thing. That's what I'm picturing. Yeah. That's going to be so cool. So convenient. So the park has this kind of futuristic feel kind of especially. So it, we looked at the main park area, which is what Celestial Park. Yes. Celestial. Mm-hmm. Celestial. 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 Yeah. <laughs> All these names are, are uh, a little odd. Yeah. But anyway. It just seems so stinking cool. It really does. Um, so, okay. So we're going to talk about... Um, well, let's talk about Celestial Park and what we see in there. And uh, we can start off with, I want to start off with the carousel, Celestial Carousel. You like the carousel? Constellation. Constellation. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Constellation. See, all these words are tongue twister. Uh, There's a lot of. I may have blown it on that one. <laughs> okay. So. Con- it's got a cool. Now I'm going to go look. It has a cool. Constellation carousel. It's covered. Constellation. And it definitely. Oh, that's right. Because we, Caitlin and I decided that perhaps it's named Constellation because they have bears that you can ride and other animals. And she's like, bears and constellations. What? I'm like, big bear, little bear. She's like, I know about Big Dipper, Little Dipper. I'm like, but they have like code names. They have multiple names. And so I think it's all about Big Bear, Little Bear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think. I don't know. It does look, it looks like a really, it looks like uh, alien swirling saucers type of setup or at Disneyland, the, uh, the Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. Yeah. But instead of, right. which makes me wonder, cause I feel like, well, I guess it only holds two on each of those people there. So if each uh, animal holds two, I uh, feel like the, the throughput is going to be very minimal. There are two seats. On each one. All right. So then it's similar ride capacity to those attractions. This will be interesting as far as, you know, the ride itself, because the only way you're going to stay on this is if they've got one of those big belts or if it goes slowly. So I don't think it's going to be quite. Oh, quite as fast as fast. Yeah, I think it might be true carousel speed. Yeah. But they're not going to open themselves up to such a liability. But you can see on. The bear's back and the lion's back. There are two seats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think so. And it looks like they also have um, kind of like carriages where you're not right. actually straddling an animal. You can sit down and and be toted around that way. Because on all of yeah. those rides, they have like two of them at the Disney parks. You know what I mean? So I don't know if there's just one of these systems or two. So I have a fun fact for you. Uh-huh. Ooh. Uh, the ceiling of Constellation, Constellation Carousel is a star tracker featuring rotating celestial star patterns with a center mesmerizer creating a ribbon cone effect above you while you ride. I always like cool. a, little, a little ribbon cone is always fun on a, yes. car- on a carousel. Yes. Don't forget. <laughs> essentially, don't forget to look up when you're riding yeah, the carousel. Yeah, don't forget to look up, especially when it's called uh, the what is it? 
constellations. constellations. Oh, there you go. Okay. I like that it's something that like younger children can do as well. And me. Yes. (laughs) Steve's getting into that um, category. I'm looking at all these rides and I'm like, I don't know which one of these I'm going to ride. There's a lot of this that I don't know if I'm going to ride. So how about the Starfall Racers? Would you ride that, Steve? No. Are you going to try it? (laughs) I don't think I'm, I don't know. I need like some anti-nausea shot or something. There's got to be something that's like prescription based. Does Dramamine just not do the trick? No. No. I took Dramamine. I tried Dramamine last time on some stuff at Universal and I was like, this is pointless. So I need something else. But, um, so this looks like a Dueling Dragons original Universal, but now in uh, 2025. So that kind of, it looks like mm-hmm. it's been ramped up a lot. So it's super cool. So, so it's dueling coasters. Yes. So I do have the description here. And this is considered a thrill ride. And it says, ride a shooting star across the cosmos. Share a race across the cosmos on Starfall Racers, a breathtaking dual launch coaster reaching incredible speeds of up to 62 miles per hour, board a comet and rocket to the furthest reaches of the stars at heights of up to 133 feet along 5,000 feet of track. So this is going to be a long ride. Race along an inverted crisscross known as the celestial spin that I'm sure is appealing to Steve. Anything with the word spin. Spin and inverted are my favorite (laughs) words. in (laughs) In a dazzling display of blazing colors and um, ethereal, eth, ethereal music. I don't know if I'm Ooh. saying that right. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but, um, of course there is child swap available and, uh, minimum height requirement on this is 48 inches. So not too bad. No, actually. That's going to allow a lot of people to ride. Yeah. It looks cool. Yes. Yeah, so that's as soon as you walk in the park, that's kind of their main. It, it's roller coaster for the. It's not in a themed land. Yeah, it's very aesthetically pleasing. Mm. It looks exciting. It does. I think it's because it's out in the open. I don't know if trees are going to grow in to hide it a little bit more, but it, it's like right there, out there for us to ride right. the, the comet. I think that's pretty cool. It is cool. Yeah. So all of the other worlds, um, the, the whole Epic Universe Park has these five worlds. The other ones are made up of like they're like based on their movies and things like that, where this Mm -hmm. one is, they have created the celestial park unique to Epic universe. All right. So let's go over to Atlantic. Remember what Atlantic is? A restaurant, right? Fine dining. Yep. Go ahead and tell us more about that. Okay, so the restaurant, it says, across the shimmering waters of the Neptune Pool in Celestial Park stands Atlantic, where everyone can enjoy exceptional seafood and steak while giant illuminated fish gracefully circle above you. See, another opportunity to look up. Yeah, right. (laughs) I don't know if they have ribbons, though. (laughs) <laughs> and I think there's a there's like an underwater type piece I somehow tied into the restaurant or the bar. So this does not have a height requirement. No, it's just a restaurant. No. What? 
Um, well, yeah, it is just a restaurant, but because it is a bar, don't forget that uh, you need to be 21 to drink. Um, I want to look at the menu. Oh, they don't have details yet. Not yet. No, but this looks pretty swanky. But it says seafood and steaks um, and co- obviously cocktails. Um, yep. So I think it's going to be pretty fancy. I agree. I'm excited about that. I feel like you, Universal, like the parks, besides mythos is that how you say it mm-hmm. there's really not oh no it other... is see i was always told mythos and it That's, is I... mythos mythos yeah like because it's based on myth ah, so okay. but honest to goodness i was told mythos yeah okay i yeah it it's is hard. what it is it's certainly but... not mythos <laughs> Mythos restaurant, the Greek restaurant. Yeah. Um, there's nothing else like, you know, like there's no fine dining inside the parks. So that's cool. Yeah. All right. And then we're also going to have Super Nintendo World. Oh, the store. Are yeah. you looking at the store yeah, or the, the world? store? Sorry. And so this will have all the Super Nintendo World merchandise. Um all kinds of great stuff. I, I got to go to Su- Super Nintendo World in Hollywood and I got to see a lot of the merchandise because, of course, they have stores there. And it's so much fun. You, like, have mm-hmm. a favorite character. You're going to be decked out head to toe and you're going to look totally epic. Just saying. <laughs> So uh, gaming fans will find something to level up their fun at the Nintendo Superstar Store in Celestial Park. Step inside and discover toys, apparel, and other colorful keepsakes and souvenirs based on characters from Super Nintendo World and more. Really cool. Caitlin, do you like Pan-Asian? Yeah, I do. Do you guys? It sounds interesting. I don't know if Lisa likes it, though. I don't know. Maybe. They have a new blue dragon. Are you going to go? What's the difference between, what is Pan-Asian? So then I can tell you. Like Asian food cooked in a pan? Uh, <laughs> I don't. Okay. Um, so. Um, yeah, that's a good question. It, it, I don't know. So they're going to have the blue dragon Pan-Asian restaurant. And it says this is where authentic Asian fare is served in a bustling courtyard under the glow of uh, this word again, ethere- ethereal, ethereal, hanging lanterns. We need Sharpie. We do. <laughs> and and I do have word. It's almost like um, Santa's coming. Sharpie's coming. He's logging on. Okay. Oh, yay. <laughs> All right. So they got a new, so they, yeah, the Blue Dragon uh, Pan Asian restaurant. Looks like it's close to the entrance, uh, right inside close to the new uh, top of the line hotel. So this is full service as well. No menu details yet. And this will also have a bar, the Tiger Bar. Uh, So it says, take a culinary journey across Asia at the Blue Dragon Pan Asia Asian restaurant at Universal Epic Universe. Step inside a bustling courtyard where it's always Evening under the glow of darn those lanterns, ethereal, <laughs> ethereal. That sounds right. Lanterns. I'm. Uh, yeah, we're gonna go with that. Ethereal. 
Enjoy authentic Pan-Asian cuisine as dazzling neon dragons chase across the walls or curl up with a cocktail at the Tiger Bar. So it, it sounds like there's another opportunity to look up. Mm. Cool. And speaking of looking up, I am going to look up Pan-Asian cuisine. Okay. I know that's what I'm, I'm actually doing that right now. Um, I think it basically it's just Asian inspired food from across the whole country of Asia. Yeah, that's so it's not specific. Um, classic Chinese rice and shrimp dish, spicy curry meal from rural southern India. So, yeah, it's a fusion of flavors and ingredients from throughout Asia. Yeah, all right, Mm -hmm. so various various Asian countries, it's not specific. So, um, that sounds delicious. So I think that's pretty much all of Celestial Park that we know of, right? And then you have the, did we talk about the Helios Hotel? I don't remember. We did. We did. We we just. So right um, at at the entrance. Okay. Briefly mentioned that it's going to be a premier hotel. Um, that's just pretty much in the park and we don't know an opening date on that yet. We don't know pricing or perks. Yeah. I'm guessing the perks will be similar to what they have now um, for the hotels based on the level. But um, I'm excited to see more about that. I'd like to see some like concept art for the inside too. Yeah. All right. So just to try and save face, it's ethereal. Oh, ethereal. Ethereal. Ethereal is the. It's ee. Ethereal. For the lamps. There you go. Okay. All right. We're sh- we're struggling with some of the words, but I have an excuse because I'm running on little sleep with a newborn. Ah, <laughs> oh, I don't have an excuse. There's definitely lots of water features in the center of this park um, that look like so. Maybe there's a really cool nighttime uh, show, mm-hmm. like a World of Color esque type show because you can see all the dancing water and uh like there's two large ones and then two smaller ones that are kind of connected and everything in the center is kind of circles the -hmm. whole design is a bunch of circular things they have this whole celestial theme they can make this so um i don't want to say magical but you know, it, it's going to be magical. Hate to overuse yeah. that. It definitely uh, looks. Yeah, it looks like it'll be cool at night. It'll be you know heartstrings and you know spacey and ah, it'll be warm and fuzzy. Yeah, it feels like it. It feels like a true escape. Like it's going to take you into a different world. Um, every the concept art looks beautiful. So there's four other worlds, kind of similar to like Disneyland or Disneyland or Disney World is set up. So there's the Super Nintendo World. And Lisa's been to part of that over in, uh, what, California at uh, Universal. Yes. So what did you ride over there? Uh, you're going to make me remember the name. It's the, the main ride, which is... The Super, the Mario Kart? Yeah, the Mar- Mario Kart. And you, you get these helmets to wear with a face shield that enhances the, the visual effects. Mm-hmm. And... It's like Mario Kart, what, and then you can see all the cool things that you have in the game of Mario Kart. Yeah. So they're going to have the Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. 
And before you enter the different worlds, which I think is cool, there's like a portal. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, so like each world has its own portal. So it's going to make it seem like you're entering that world. Um, And the one for Super Nintendo looks really cool with like some of the... um, characters and the coins and the mushroom and things like that. They did a really good job decorating that. So I have no doubt that this will be just as awesome. They have a Donkey Kong country. A country? Donkey Kong country. So they have a Donkey Kong ride, which I don't think is in any other park where, you know how, when you played the dog, I guess you, I don't even know what it is on Nintendo. Is it just Donkey Kong? It's not, it's Donkey Kong. But it's not like the Donkey Kong that I have from the 80s, like the arcade game. It's more like um, uh, it's more like a Mario Kart racing thing. I don't know. But that's who he is. Yeah. So anyway, there's a Donkey Kong ride where like it's elevated above the real track. So it looks like, you know, when you're going to jump off of a bridge and fly across and then land on the other track. So it looks so the roller coaster is on a real track, but then it's elevated above on a fake track. Wow. So the fake track like falls apart or there's a bridge. There's a gap. Yeah. And then you're on that. So, but then the actual mechanism on the track is way below you. So that. So you're on a track the whole time and then the fake track comes and goes. Yeah. It's just, you look like you're on the the fake track, but it's just there. It's It's an illusion. Oh, there he is. Yay, Sharpie. There you go, Sharpie. We're doing a little epic universe. So we went through the celestial park, <laughs> right? Celestial. 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 Oh, oh boy. This park. We're struggling brutal. with words. The words tonight. are awful. We love you, Steve. We love you. The words for this new uh, park are horrible. All the rides and uh, hotel names. We've learned so yep, much j- on this episode. Just like Steve trying to say topiary. Oh, yeah. Those are good, too. Topiary. <laughs> Did I say it? Yeah. I don't even remember. <laughs> what are those? Those we're not saying bushes? any more. What things. are those shaped bushes? We're called? not talking anything. Okay. So we're talking about Epic Universe. Oh. Uh-huh. So, so we went through the mainland. We went through the hotels, Sharpie, and then we just started on the four other uh, portals. So we went through a little bit of Super Nintendo World. Um. You want to go over to which one do you want, Lisa? Um, let's let me figure out where to go. You've got how to train your dragon. Oh, you're killing me. That looks cool because you got to actually train your dragon to fly, which I wonder how that's going to if it's similar to like Lisa was saying, I wonder if it's similar to Pandora or if it's a, a coaster. Yeah. So we don't have too many details on this. Um, this mm-hmm. is the Isle of Burke. And. All we know right now is take to the skies and soar with dragons as you explore the colorful Viking village at the heart of Burke. Take part in wild boat battles, feast like a Viking, and more. So the first thing that comes to mind, because they talk about, um, you know, taking to the sky, I'm thinking Pandora, Flight of Passage, um, that it'll be similar to that kind of experience. And I can only imagine if they do emulate that type of writing experience, that kind of writing simulator, that the technology is going to be that much better. And 
Flight of Passage is such an incredible ride. Absolutely mm-hmm. mind-blowing how you can get lost in that. And and for them to, I, I'm just speculating, of course, but to to have something that would be that on steroids because of technology, mm-hmm. that'd be pretty cool. Oh, and I absolutely love Toothless. Oh my gosh, I want one. I want a dragon. I haven't seen any of the How to Train Your Dragon movies. Okay. I know that's. I should not even have admitted that. No, because I know no. I'm going to join you in that. Go see them either. Oh, oh really? my goodness! I think I may have seen some pieces of one one time, but I have not seen them in their entirety. They're good. They're funny oh. and good and cute. They're like they're. I only. If you do go see the first one, was one of good. Them, yeah, if you go see it, let me know because it just. Oh, they're puppies with wings. Aww. They're so adorable. You're going to fall in I'll, love with everyone. I would like to see at least one before the park opens so that when I go, yeah. you know, I Just can feel more first. connected. See, all you have to do, and, it, and it's okay if mm. you want to share this moment with Ruth. She won't be afraid. <laughs> um, but see the first one. Okay. Yeah. So you have to watch them in order? You do. Yeah. Just watch the first, I don't know. I, I think I've seen the others, but I just remember the first one. Well, when you meet Toothless and then you get into, um, I want a Night Fury. No, they're, they're both Night Furies. She oh. has a name and I don't remember it. And she's white and she's awesome. No, oh, I don't know. And I don't remember. I'm horrible. Oh, anyway. Okay. So um, there's not a whole lot to say about DreamWorks, How to Train Your Dragon. Um, but we're speculating. So then, Sharpie, you're going to love this one. Dark Universe. Mm. Universal's beating Disney to the punch on it. They really are. Oh, like with their villains type thing that they never did that everybody was always wondering. Yeah. Everyone's always wanted like a villains park or something. So this is, I mean... And they've dabbled their toes in it so many times. Yeah. With villains events. And yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The villains lounge. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. And they never. So there's a land, the dark universe, which is uh universal's kind of classic monsters kind of reimagined or, or a uh, plussed up, but they haven't talked about what the attraction is. Attraction or attractions. No, but they gave us a sneak peek on Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman. Yeah. I bet the mummy's in there. Um, the swamp monster thing. The creature so from the Black Lagoon. Will will they do something with Halloween Horror Nights? Well, I, I don't was know. wondering that too. If they'll move That's it over here. Question. I don't know. Because that brings people to that other park and they, they're not going to have any issue getting people to the new park. So I don't, oh, that's a good point. It's not like they need to draw people to Epic Universe. So maybe no, not, not. But I feel like they've got a lot of space for a, we were saying like a World of Color-esque show because they have all these fountain areas in this main uh, section of the park. So they can actually do a nice, real nighttime show, which they've never really done. They've always had that small kind of weird area so they've Mm -hmm. got that they do have a harry potter another harry potter land portal right 
And this one's going to be um, focused on the Ministry of Magic. And then also um, from the, oh gosh, what is the... The one with the Fantastic Beasts. Fantastic Beasts. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm excited. I, I'm being such a nerd. I'm completely nerding out on all these different areas um, between Celestial Park and then how to train your dragon, the, the not villains, the, um, the monsters and then Harry Potter in last place is super Nintendo world, but that's okay. I'm just not into Nintendo, but I am mm-hmm. so excited about all these others. Yeah. This will be me good. too. I know a lot of people speculated on what they were going to do for, you know, another edition of Harry Potter. Some people thought maybe like a, a Quidditch, ride or something that would be but cool. yeah yeah I know, we get a but... little bit of quidditch in um journey yes but... a very little yeah but, well, but that that could be a good rides teaser. are in the wizarding world well you know you um, have the ministry of magic so you have the flu the chimneys mm-hmm. so there's oh, something, right, right. So something to do with that uh-huh. and then i don't know with fantastic beast from the early 1920s Paris kind of feel. I don't know what yeah. parts of that. We need ride. to watch that again. Do we? Mm-hmm. Hey, if we're going to make Caitlin watch How to Train Your Dragon, train your which dragon. you will love. Right. We all need to do our homework. Yes. <laughs> Does that mean I have to play in Super Nintendo? Yes. I, we all I'm play, no good. We have to play Nintendo and Donkey Kong. So we're like we're like a year or less away. Um, because it's winter of twenty four, so it'll be winter of twenty five in a year. No, wait, what am I thinking? Yeah, no, we're more than a year. I would consider because it's February. Yeah, what am I thinking? Yeah, yeah we got, I don't we got, know yeah, that you we are. have a year to a year and a half. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. But we'll probably learn more details before then. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll have more of an idea of what's to come. So what do you think? So when Universal opens up this other park, because originally Universal had one park and it was like, oh, I'm going to go to Disney and hey, I want to go to this Universal thing for a day. Do you think this, if if it's not already a vacation destination where people just go to Universal, do you think this definitely takes it there? Yes, I do. Because you've got what? You've got at least a day or two at, epic universe and then you've got two other theme parks so that's at least yeah and volcano bay and you got got volcano bay and then you got just hanging out at city walk or your hotel you've easily got a you could do Mm -hmm. a five to seven day and make a whole yeah and i mean even if you wanted to do a resort day with yeah pool and dining i mean with these new resorts that even adds to that too yeah, so you could easily do five to seven days. And then if you add a Halloween Horror Nights in there or something, depending on when you're going, that right. even adds more stuff to do. And I feel like a lot of people that are going to Universal, a huge draw is Harry Potter. I know a lot of people like that we work with 
they want to experience the Harry Potter stuff. And so with that now being in all three parks, yeah, you got three parks. You automatically are going to want to carve out enough time in your trip to see it all. And that's at three different parks. So will there now be a park to park to park ticket? (laughs) Maybe. That's a good question. Leave it to Sharpie. Uh I know. Because there's a park to park ticket. Is there a park to park? park park. park. So you can't hop because that's already taken. Right. That's That's crazy. Good question. Yeah, there will definitely be a three park park package. Yes. And four park. Volcano Bay. Yeah. And then they'll yeah. have that. And then you know, definitely want an extra day. Yeah, you, you could easily do four days, no problem. It's definitely a destination in it in itself. Um, if you wanna see and do it all, or as much as you can, anyways. So there is speculation that if you want to go to Epic Universe, you will need a three park ticket. Oh, I could see Universal does things like that. They're smart. They're oh, very smart. Wow. You cannot it's get a smart, ticket. smart, but it's also jerky. I, I understand. Yeah. Well, like when what, they put. But it's also going to keep attendance to something manageable. Well, and it, you could probably expect park reservations for Epic Universe. Interesting. Because. For a while. Because that doesn't pull the crowds from the other two parks because you have to buy a three day um ticket or three park. So they so people will still go to those parks and they have mm-hmm. to do it to go to the new park. Yeah. That's smart, although it is jerky. Well when they put Harry Potter in two you parks know it's gonna explode. I thought that's jerky but really smart because now everybody has to go to two parks and buy two park tickets to uh see Harry Potter. And they're doing it again here. So Harry Potter fans have to buy the three, the three for. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, they knew what they were doing with that. (laughs) Okay. So February, 2025. What's February, 2025? The hotel? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of exciting. January and February. Um, yeah, one of them's a little earlier. But we don't know about the park yet. Summer 2025 is what the... For park? Yeah, what the website says. All right. But no date. No official date, right? It's crazy that they would open the hotel in February, but not open the park until summer. I know. It's odd to me because I was like... Oh, the hotels are available. Let me look and see when that is. And that'll give me something. And then it was like January for the first hotel. And I was like, there's no way they're going to have this park ready in January. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of odd. It's like nice construction views. Well, uh, I mean, uh, well, that has its own draw. I mean, <laughs> uh, although these are not, I think these are a sneak oh, peek. Oh, I think these are a ways off from the park. The two values. That are opening. Yeah. Early. I mean, you could still experience still the s- other parts of Universal and stay there. And it might be kind of like a, yeah, like a, uh, I don't want to say soft opening, but just a time for them to get up and running before the big crowds come in for at, when Epic opens in the summer. Okay. I don't know. Well, it's going to allow them some time to iron out all the wrinkles within the 
the resort, instead of opening everything at once, they get to yeah. get rid of some wrinkles. More in phases to kind of. Exactly. I think yeah. that's pretty good. Okay. Any Sharpie, anything else on Epic Universe you know? Nope. Just excited to experience it. All right. <laughs> All right. Cool. Me too. So they said on the little video we watched that it almost doubles the size of Universal Orlando Resort. Yeah. Like the entire thing, the entire property. So with the two hotels and the theme park. So that's mm-hmm. pretty epic. It's insane. <laughs> it yeah. Is. Insane universe. So (laughs) what was the last major theme park to open in Orlando? Oh my gosh. Is this trivia or are you asking? Is it Animal Animal Kingdom? Wait. Islands of Adventure? It would be Islands. Mm, Well, Animal Kingdom. Well, it depends on if you count Volcano Bay. Uh, No, I don't think I count Uh, Volcano Bay. Volcano Bay, I don't think it's a theme park. So, yeah, Islands of Adventure opened May 28th, 1999. So wow. Islands of Adventure was the last major theme park to open. Well, it's like 25 wow. years. 25 years. Well, they haven't needed it. It's interesting. Is there any rumblings from Disney you've heard, Sharpie, of, oh, yes. of something? Oh, yes. Just the other day, uh, um, Iger alluded to... Not ruling out the possibility of uh, the launch of, of a fifth gate. Uh, all right. I they need to do. I, I feel like they really need to do something. And they're going to be year. And, you know, it takes them a long. It takes a long time. I, I always watch. We watch all these histories of Disney or whatever. And you watch how they built like Disneyland in a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like with none of these technologies existing. And inventing everything from scratch. And then like, and then you're like, how is that even possible? Nowadays it takes forever. And these companies have built these attractions before and they're kind of reskinning them or at least they understand the technology. Um, yeah, Disney, it would be, it's interesting. I wonder what they have planned. This is definitely going to bite into the business, even if they don't do anything or if they do do something. Because it's definitely a destination now for Universal where people will go there instead. Let's finally hit that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the future holds for Disney and just the, the other Orlando thing, in general. The other thing, because we've been watching these shows on, I think on the Disney, what is it, Disney Plus. Um, I feel like when Disney did all this, when they first started doing theme parks, they had Imagineers and they created all this technology themselves. And then they um, let the Imagineers go and Imagineers started creating their own companies or going to Universal or whatever. So now it's not like it's this commodity that just Disney has in their theme parks, which makes them amazing. So now the same level, because you see that with all the Harry Potter stuff at Universal, like that same level Imagineering is at Universal Park because Mm -hmm. they've taken that talent or that talent has gone to freelancing and has created their own companies. And then they kind of sub it out to all theme parks. So I feel like it's a little more level playing field with some of this, some of these attractions that Disney used to have that were way above and beyond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel true. like Universal, this is going to be 
definitely on the same level as Disney World theme parks. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, just from the concept art, you can see that it's going to be very detailed, Mm -hmm. very impressive. Okay. You got anything else, Nisa? I do not. I do not. Anyone else? Anything? I have one final thought. Yes. Oh no. Oh no. Here is Disney's, uh, an example of Disney's, latest development uh their most recent patent filing is for an anti-theft fraud resistant ticket where you have an actual physical ticket but your actual ticket resides in a digital wallet Hmm. i feel like so well, I don't know how that's different than what they have now, but obviously it, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Disney yeah. is uh, from way back <laughs> that's in the That's just day. an example of how crazy yeah. Disney's investment is in what they're currently doing. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I, I, they, they've gone away from the days of selling paper tickets. Right. Everything's on a card now. Yeah. Yes. So it's like they're, but they're still falling victim to fraud. It's odd because I feel like all of that is in a database and the ticket doesn't matter because the ticket doesn't contain anything except a reference to the database. And if it's not in the database, then it's, but then people get these tickets, the physical things, and they think they're valid. And they're not, and then they show up. Um, so it's interesting. Yeah, they've always, I mean, it used to be back in the day that people, so you would get tickets and they would stamp them or, or punch them or whatever. And then you would be able to tell how many days were left. And then you would go to one of these reseller booths on 192 and they would see, okay, there's three days left on this. I'll give you this for this, for this ticket. And then they would resell it to someone else. Uh, Because they didn't didn't expire, and then they would punch the remaining days or whatever, Um, and then they got tired of that game. So they've always dealt with it. But I thought with the finger scanner and everything else, the biometrics, everything that they had kind of knocked the majority of that out. I feel like it'd be nice if they focused on rides and attractions (laughs) instead of on ticket theft. So they still have to do what they have to do. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. I think we're done. I would like to thank Pixie Vacations for sponsoring the podcast. If you have any comments or questions for us, please write to us at comments at mousechat.net. Thanks so much for listening and please join us again next time on Mouse Chat. <laughs>